girls watching TV shows And some of it's good and some of it blows And when we finish the movies, yeah, we need a scotch And we turn to each other and say Um, what did we just watch? And we're live Hello, everyone We are back We're back And better than ever Oh, (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not, but hopefully you're back. I mean, I thought yeah. last week was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. good. Thank you, Emily, for doing the solo episode last <laughs> week. Um, we've gotten, we had so many troubles trying to film. So we're like, we need to skip a week. Emily, Emily did the thing. She did great. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. Um, but we're back and we watched watched a movie for you yeah we watched yeah. to all the boys three um it's forever always and, and forever always and forever large Do you actually not know the name of the i'm pretty movie? sure it's always and forever large mm. so yeah we watched that because the day of love is coming up tomorrow yeah. um maybe we'll take some time to just speak a little bit about love and self-love and stuff at some point in the pod um but i think we've watched all of these movies to get all three of them together at least at some point like maybe not for the first time together but we've definitely watched all three of them together at some point so yeah we, we all have knowledge of plot and we've all seen the other two as well so it's not like this is a one we didn't watch the first two we we can we followed the story together mm-hmm. it's actually yeah. funny because we saw the second one we watched the second one together a year ago from today where Last we could time. breathe yeah. on in oh, each other's <laughs> where we could breathe in each other's faces like <sighs> hello Clarice <laughs> oh my god a tv show some that. waffle just came up oh my god did you hear that burp yeah, I heard it. I didn't think Waffle was coming up. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> and the listeners. Sh- I was so shocked about it. Anyways, what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, I was just talking about breathing in each other's faces. That's yes. why we could do that. Yes. Yeah. I miss so those funnier. days. Yeah, I miss those days too. To all the boys I've loved before too and just breathed in each other's faces. <laughs> yeah, honestly, maybe fart in each other's faces. Like, that's that's us <laughs> that's us um so we're gonna get let's dive in because there's a lot and i'm gonna do my best yeah this I is want, like a gbf <laughs> plot so a lot yes. happens i want to challenge myself <laughs> are you gonna time yourself can someone time me i'm gonna try and do this in 10 minutes 10 minutes we're gonna I try mean, we're gonna try ten okay. minutes. Hold on, let me let me pull so, out the timer. It's a new uh, it's really a new dense. um what did we watch <laughs> <laughs> record. I'm gonna try and do this in ten minutes. Give me one second. Let me, do your record. let me try to get I have timer. all these notes. In ten minutes. Who's I mean all you can you you could literally say yeah, the plot is pretty easy, but there are details. No, okay. I, I have I gotta include some of the details. Okay. Okay. Tell me when. Tell me when. I'm okay. I'm like I am a trainer. Re- ready? Go. Okay. So the movie starts off, and Lara Jean is writing a letter to Peter, um, and it starts off in Seoul, and her and her family have visited during her school's spring break, 
and they give us some background like they do a little montage of her family cavorting around Seoul and having a blast um and they give some background that Peter um who's her boyfriend got a full ride to scholar to Stanford on a sports scholarship important to note that a soccer scholarship and that Lara Jean plans to go with him um and uh they're back from Seoul I forgot to say that the whole long soul montage. She had a great time, had a blast. They visit um, a mom, a mom monument. A not mom. yet. I got it. I got oh, it. I got it. <laughs> We're getting there. She's not back from soul yet. She did call him. That's what it was. She mm. calls him. The second Noah Centennial's on the screen, it's cringe, cringe from the jump. Um, and she confides in him about missing her mom because she's like in Seoul where her mom was from and where like she grew up and stuff um, and feeling like a little disconnected from her identity because like people will come up and talk to her and she's like I don't I can't like talk back to you um, and Peter's like well it's cool when we both go to Stanford we can take Korean together I'll take it with you um, and she was like okay <laughs> uh, yeah totally um, it felt like it was racist. It wasn't, but it felt like it. Um, and she feels like she, obviously, like she feels like getting into Stanford's like the dream. Like she had the little montage moment. This would be the perfect ending, obviously, to her senior year. Um, but it's a two-hour movie, so we know that's not going to happen. Um, and so the next day, her family goes to this lock bridge, uh, kind of like the Paris lock bridge, but it's in Seoul and they have locks everywhere. You can like put messages on them and they have like a photo of like her mom standing on the lock bridge with like a certain lock. So they go and look for the lock. They find the one that her mom left and read the message. It's super wholesome. Um, and they place a little lock there in her memory with all their names, which is cute. And Kitty meets a Korean boy while asking him to take a picture of the family and like has her first crush, which is super adorable and wholesome because she's small child well I guess she's older now but she was smaller in the first movie like a teen yeah, yeah like 13 probably right but it was pretty wholesome um and so that kind of finishes up like the spring break they had it was a whole that whole trip apparently happened during the spring break um in Seoul and so they head back to the states and Lara Jean and Peter um reunite with each other and they're just like she's sharing all the cool things she did in Seoul and like opening gifts and stuff um and so they like do a bunch of silly gifts and then the last gift is like a lock that they can put together on like the bridge or the tower in Seoul which is cute um obviously they're back together so they're in love and um so Kitty like has a crush on the Korean boy and asks Peter for like text advice um, and then they watch a movie. What's that movie? I, I wrote this down. The John Cusack movie where they hold the radio up at the end. I, I, yeah, I knew it was going to get flamed for that, but I just genuinely haven't seen that one. So they watch that, which obviously it comes around. So that's a point to note. Um, and then while they're laying and they're like kind of dozing off during the movie, Peter gets a text from his dad who had abandoned him, which I think they talked about that in the first movie. He just like left and like left his mom alone. So he grew up with like a single mom. Um, so he texts Peter and congratulates him on getting into Stanford. Um, and Lara Jean's like, oh, like, you know, they're just kind of processing that he got that text because obviously it's a little bit weird. Um, and then as, oh, as Peter's leaving after the night, uh, Lara Jean like looks into the window across the street and her dad, I, I should have mentioned this from the beginning, her dad and the neighbor from the last movie have been dating 
and he had mentioned in Seoul that he wanted to propose to her. So she looks across the street and in the window, she sees her dad propose to his girlfriend, Trina, which is also pretty wholesome. Um, and then at school the next day, Largie meets up with her crew, which is like Chris and Lucas from the first few movies. Um, and then the first thing they see is like this insanely elaborate promposal with like singing people and they like open these umbrellas to spell prom. So it leads off into a conversation about how Chris thinks prom is lame and just like talks about her on and off relationship with this boy named Trevor. Um, and they're like debating whether like going to prom is worth it. Um, and they all kind of decide on the consensus that Lucas and Largie thinks prom is like fun and memorable and Chris is like very anti-prom because it's lame. Um, and later that day they meet up with Peter and Trevor and all these other like people I don't very unclear because she has more friends now yeah because she's cool because she dates Peter <laughs> and it's really unclear what class they're in but they're all just vibing and they're like okay turn in the field trip forms for the senior trip in New York which is a little strange because they literally live in Seattle and mostly like our senior trips weren't anything like literally across the country but that's where their <laughs> senior trip is um and then Largin and Peter have this ongoing discussion about like picking their song like what should our song be because we're a couple and uh, after they like mentioned the New York trip uh, Largin's like <laughs> oh no not Largin Peter's like our song should be from this Oasis album and Largin's like my song is not going to be a 90s song um, and I, I stand with her that it shouldn't be an Oasis song that's also because it's 2021 apparently so yeah <laughs> True. But in a timeline where COVID didn't happen. Yes. <laughs> All when COVID was not a thing. Um, so that night at dinner, um, they're discussing her dad's wedding with Tracy. That's her Trina. name. Trina. Trina. Sorry, I wrote Tracy. But I the rest of it, I wrote Trina. Anyways, they're discussing the wedding. And she gets an alert on her phone about like Stanford results are in. So she goes to check it um she doesn't get in spoiler alert she doesn't get in so obviously this whole dream about going to stanford with peter is ruined um i also want to mention they play a really slow cover of wannabe by the spice girls when her heart is broken yup they do do that um so she's wallowing obviously it's like really sad her whole plans are being derailed um and so chris and kitty are trying to comfort her um, and she eventually FaceTimes her older sister, Margot, and Margot's like, hey, like, let's think on the bright side. Maybe this will be a good thing for you. You can go to a different school and like find a place you really like. Maybe you can go out and see the world and you're not just like stuck to this one thing. And then she like snaps at Margot. And it's important to note that Margot goes to school in uh, Scotland. So she's pretty far away. And she snaps at Margot and is like, well, unlike you, I want to stay close to my family. And Margot's like, okay, time. To, I guess I'll talk to you later. Um, and hangs up. Um, and then later that night, not a great coping habit, but I guess we just let Lara Jean wallow. She's like scrolling through an acceptance hashtag for Stanford and just like watching all the happy people opening their acceptance letters and getting really upset. Um, and then afterwards, she gets a text from Peter that says, um, oh, hey, did you get into Stanford? Like, did you hear? Because they were talking about like, oh, I'll let you know. You'll be the first to know if I find out, like what I find out if I get in. Um, 
so he asks her did I get in and she kind of hesitates for a second and then she also gets a text from Margot that's like are we good like just wanted to let me know is everything okay um and so she texts back she thinks she's texting back Margot to respond to the message oh like are we good are we okay and she's like yeah like did she say like yeah I did I don't remember she said like of course love you she's like yeah oh yeah she said of course love you thank you which is a yeah which is a weird I would have said like yeah we are we're cool and then anyways so she says of course love you but instead of sending that text to Margot about like solving the thing that she had snapped at her for earlier she texts Peter and says like he says did you get in and she's like of course love you which obviously she didn't get in so um that's uncomfortable and so he comes like she sends that and not two minutes later I'm not really sure how this works he rolls up in his jeep does like the radio thing playing the Stanford Spice uh, fight song his car is completely decked out with Stanford like stickers and like writing on his windows and shit and he's like come on like let's go celebrate and get pancakes and she's like okay I need to tell you something though <laughs> I need to tell you something and he's just like no no time and like puts a tree hat which I guess is their mascot on her head and is like you're one of us like the pines now or something and she's like okay um so they go to the Lair like diner they have like a little place that they like that was the first time the first place they'd ever gone to like have a meal together and like that's the restaurant they always go to so they went there to get the celebratory pancakes for getting into Stanford which she actually didn't get into and so she's trying to tell him in between the waitress coming and him being excited and before she has the chance, he asks her to prom, which is really sweet. It's like on like pancakes written in syrup and it's at their restaurant. He gives this whole little thing about how like it's their place. Very sweet. Uh, but she obviously like doesn't want to ruin the vibe. So she says yes and still does not tell him anything about um, <laughs> anything about the not getting into Stanford part, which is going to be a critical piece of information for him to have. Um, I just want to let you know it's been 10 minutes. I know. I, I looked at the clock and I was like, <laughs> well, we tried our best here. It was a lofty goal. Yeah. Um, so the next day she skips school because she like doesn't want to face Peter. Um, she has a heart to heart with Trina. Yes, Trina's her name. Um, about like what's going to happen and like being nervous about it. And Trina's like, you just need to like enjoy life. You have a hot boyfriend, like go enjoy him. You can't worry about this all year long, like the future all year long. Make sure you're enjoying this year. Um, and while they're having this conversation, Kitty, who for whatever reason must be monitoring all the colleges that Lara Jean applied to, realizes that they tweeted out about Berkeley's admissions. And she's like, oh, we have to go check. Like the decisions were released um, and she got in. So that made Lara Jean like really excited. Um, and like, so like, oh, she's really excited also because it's only like an hour away from Stanford. So like, she's like, oh, Peter and I will be totally fine. Like we're good, totally worth it. driving distance, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so she feels more rejuvenated. She packs to go on this New York trip, which we see a plot point coming because I think I forgot to mention it, but her sister Margot was pushing her to apply to NYU and she did apply to NYU, but if she, it was like only to have one East Coast option. It wasn't because she really wanted to go. And since she got into Berkeley, she was like, okay, we're good. Obviously I'm not gonna go across the, the country when my boyfriend's going to Stanford. 
but now they're conveniently going on this New York City trip. I wonder what will happen. I have a question about the New York City trip. Could you guys tell if it was like over a one weekend, a week? Like, what was the vibe of how long this trip was? They only showed like two nights. They made it seem like they went. So they like split up the group, but it seemed like they went to like everywhere in one day. Yeah, which is not. Yeah, it's like not. That's (laughs) not true. But yeah, I feel like maybe just like three or four days, maybe not a whole week. I'm not sure. Um. So she packs, she's packing for this trip and her friend Chris is hanging out with her and she reveals to Chris that they haven't had sex. Peter and, not Chris and Largeen, uh, Peter and Largeen. <laughs> oh no, Chris and Largeen? <laughs> oh, hello? Um, but they reveal that information um, and they pack and head off for the city and it's a, I guess a long bus drive. They like start hopping onto a bus so like i guess they're driving literally across the country to go to new york when they live in seattle um they eventually get there the kids don't seem tired or anything seem completely fine and as soon as they get there Largine and peter run off to have like fun in the city alone without the chaperones or other people um and they're eating cupcakes at this little cupcake place and that's where Largine finally is like hey i didn't get into stanford bud and Peter's like, oh. And then she's like, but I did get into Berkeley. So, and he's like, okay, that's totally fine. Like, you got to do what you got to do. Like, Berkeley's a good school. And then he comes to this realization that he's like, oh, wait. And like, after the first year at Berkeley, you could transfer to Stanford so we can be together. And that magically solves the problem for them. They're both like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So let's just do that. Um, and all is well. And the next day they tour New York. They're split up into groups. So Largine's in one group and Peter's in the other group. They're like, oh no, what are we going to do? Like, and they're like, let's practice for long distance and send each other pictures all day. So they like have a montage of them going to literally every New York site and sending pictures so to each other. It was really long montage. The montages in this movie were all very long. So yeah, they were like excessively long. There were um, so many as well. Anytime no one was talking, they're like, it's time for a for montage. A montage. <laughs> there really were so many montages. Um, and eventually once the montage is over, they've gone to a lot of different places. Um, Largine, who's with Chris, um, they stumble upon NYU's campus and they see Jen who was in the first movie at first dating Peter and Largine and her like weren't on good terms and on the second movie was like a point of like frustration because she thought Peter was too close to her and it was like an old friend that she used to have and then they weren't friends anymore because she had a crush on Peter anyways they reconciled at the end of the second movie Um, they weren't like best buddies but they were like civil and nice so they see jen on this nyu tour with like a college student who's showing her around and largine's like oh i applied here is this the like what is this and chris is like nyu buddy like uh and she's like oh i didn't know the campus was here like it's literally in the city and she's like yup and that that's how the college works <laughs> they she pan they pan to like different nyu flags throughout like the park that they're at to really signify that yes yeah. they're in nyu <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she just oh, was not no paying idea. attention <laughs> yeah and so afterwards, Lara Jean walks around and she's like, okay, fuck it. Like, let's derail from our, like, 
touring of NYC because I applied to this school still event as well like see what it's like and obviously she she loves it of course she loves it they go on all these shenanigans um they go bounce around the city um and then they go to like a party at the end um and she hears this band playing and she gets to like over it's like a rooftop party which a I guess that exists in movie makers' minds for how all parties look in New York. And she gets to oversee the city and the music swelling and she hears this song and she just knows it's her and Peter's song. And then she gets to like do more shenanigans with the girls after. So obviously she's falling in love with New York City. Um, I wonder if that'll be a plot device coming up. Let's see. Um, she comes back to the hotel after this like fun, exciting evening. Um, and Peter is like salty and like brooding as she gets back. He's like, she's like, oh, hey, Peter, like in a cheerful mood because she spent a day in a city and like realized she really likes it. He's like, I've been waiting for you all day. You didn't text me back. And she's like, oh, well, sorry. and she's like, but I found this awesome song that I feel like is perfect for us. And he was like, but I'm not here to hear it, there to hear it. So it's not going to be good for us because if I'm not there to hear it, then it's not really for us. And she's like, okay. Um, so he's a little bit salty because she wasn't able to pay attention to him. Wah, wah. Um, they find I'm like, Peter. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm Peter. Um, and they go home from New York, which seems like it takes no time at all, considering they're across the country um and she is like the next scene is that she's like confiding in margo they're like video chatting um she's like there's so many like transitions and changes and trina is moving in because obviously she's getting married to her dad so she's moving from across the street to their house um and she's like but i really love new york and lots of things are changing and i'm not sure what to do um so an effort to make things feel like less awkward because Laura Jean's obviously having like these really conflicting feelings about like what she should do or she go to, should go to Berkeley or not. So she plans this really extravagant bowling date for her and Peter to pretend like nothing's wrong uh, where they have matching bowling shirts and another montage. And I think which, shoes too. Yeah, and another montage which takes <laughs> way too long of them bowling and they go in a photo booth and blah, blah, blah. Um, and like as you do on a bowling date Peter's estranged father shows up randomly um, probably because he was bowling like he happened to be bowling in the same place um, and he's like come on man let me take you out to dinner and Peter's like oh no no I'm actually training for college I'm really busy uh, the dad's not really taking that as an answer and Peter's like okay yeah uh-huh all right please let me leave I don't want to go to dinner with you um, he also calls Lara Jean Laura um, and Peter's mm -hmm. like, you should know my girlfriend's name if you're my dad. And then also is like, you're not my dad a few <laughs> minutes later. So there's obviously a lot going on there. Um, and after they leave and they go have dinner and after dinner and that really awkward encounter with his dad, uh, Large and Peter are like having a heart to heart about like reconnecting with his dad. And she was like, if I had like one more day with my mom, I'd take it. And he was like, this is a completely different situation, Largy. Yeah, okay. which is like true. Like <laughs> I was like, true. yes. <laughs> um, he was like, I, you have good memories with your mom and I have horrible memories of my dad. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and your she mom like, like died and he like chose to leave our family. Like that's <laughs> a little bit uh, different. Um, and it ends with them like intensely 
like not really sure how it got there but it does end with them intensely deciding that they choose each other she's like i choose you peter kavinsky um and he's like i choose you and it just really doesn't come out of anywhere but you know they have to reaffirm themselves for whatever reason everything's fine obviously um <laughs> so she doesn't Largine doesn't know she's gotten into nyu officially she's just been feeling like a little conflicted and then she sees a acceptance letter on her on the table and she's like kitty because kitty was like managing all her college stuff and her logins and she was like oh yeah well you were going to berkeley so i figured i didn't need to show you um but Jean got in she got accepted um and now this obviously like furthers her internal debate about whether she should go um so she's just trying to navigate through the day and she's like a little foggy with peter um and she sees Jen, who got into NYU. That's why she was touring on that New York trip. And she says, hey, Jen, should I go? And Jen's like, well, uh, I don't really know. But like, I can tell that you really love New York. So maybe that'll help you make your decision. You forgot about the time where they were sitting on a couch and Jen whispers to her, this could be us, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just bundled that into the shenanigans, but you're right. I know. I just, like, Jen just saying that. And then <laughs> yeah, later... Jen- yeah, and then later she was like, yeah, I guess you could go. Like, yes. Yeah, that's weird. She did that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they helped move it. One of the shenanigans in New York was they helped move a couch um, for a girl out of her ex-boyfriend's apartment. And they like took it on the subway and it was all zany. And while they were like moving the couch, Jen um, really intensely was like, this could be us if you came here. And Elijah was like, okay. <laughs> If you spend the days of your youth in New York, you get to be fun and zany and take the couch on the subway. <laughs> Everything can go on the subway. Um, so yeah, that's obviously troubling her. And she's had like, it seems like she's had many sleepless nights. Um, and as established in the previous movies, she bakes when she's stressed. So she's baking and late at night and her dad comes downstairs and she kind of confides in him about like the distance and wondering like being nervous about it, wondering what she should do. And her dad's like, well, like if the relationship's worth it, the distance won't matter. Um, But like, maybe don't put too much energy in this because like you can make it work, like it'll be okay. Which that's something Largy, don't like put too much emotional energy is something Largy does not know how to do. So good advice from the dad, but not not taken by Largy. Eventually, she finally does tell Peter that she gets into NYU, um, and he doesn't react poorly. I feel like he's surprised. Um, She tells that she got in, and he's like, okay, cool, and then she's like, no, I actually want to go there, and he's like, oh, okay, and he's confused because he thought she wanted to go to Berkeley, Um, and then he's like, well, like, he just is, like, trying to process it, and he's like, well, I guess it's okay because you'll just transfer after a year which was their original plan with Berkeley. And she's like, no, no, Peter, if I go to NYU, I'm gonna stay at NYU. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna leave NYU and transfer back to, to Stanford. Um, and so like, she, she like mentions how she's excited about it. She thinks she's gonna love it there. Um, I don't think Peter's like outward, like he doesn't outwardly lash out at her, but he like seems confused and frustrated um, and starts acting a little bit more distant. And the next day at lunch, uh, don't know where this plot line came from, but it turns out to be really important. Um, they have yearbooks because apparently it's almost the end of the year. Um, and so Lara Jean gives Peter her yearbook and she's like, 
um, I want you to sign my yearbook. And he gaslights her about like missing him already. She's like, why are you making me sign this? Like, seems like like, you're not going to miss me. Or like, we only sign yearbooks for like people that you're not going to see ever again. And she's like, okay, I just want you to sign my yearbook. Which is not true, Peter. That's absolutely not how yearbooks work. (laughs) Yeah, not true at all. Yeah, I don't even know where that came from. I was like, what? What is he talking about? Um, Peter has abandonment issues. That's what he has. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's fair. That's a good point, actually. Wow, no, that's actually a really good point. We could talk about more on that later. Um, But eventually they do promise to, like, trade yearbooks. And he promises to write her, like, a long romantic letter. And he has to write her, like, a... She has to write him, like, a cheesy, like, middle school letter in his yearbook. And she's like, I already wrote you one of those. That's the whole plot of the first movie. And he's like, no, no, like, you gotta make it... Make it for me. And she's like, okay. Um... So clearly there's a lot of conflict building here. He's still acting a little distant when they have that conversation. Um, and when she gets home, she's just having like a casual conversation with Trina about the bridesmaid dresses. Um, Cause obviously she and her sisters are gonna be bridesmaids. And Kitty's just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm wearing a tux. Um, and <laughs> Largine flips out. She's like, you're gonna ruin the whole look. And clearly there's a lot of stress on her mind, but Kitty calls her out and she's like, okay, just cause you're nervous about you and Peter breaking up doesn't mean you can treat everyone else like poop. Um, and you can't control this wedding. And Largine stomps upstairs angrily, even though Kitty is right, you can't do that. But um, she gets scolded for like, you didn't have to say it. I think she could have said it nicer, but I think it was a valid point. Um, so while she's upstairs in her room, being an angsty teen um, after that. She's trying to write Peter his romantic middle school yearbook letter and gets really stuck. So she throws on a playlist called Peter's Oasis playlist um, and somehow gets inspiration um, for how she wants to make his yearbook. And instead of opting for like a yearbook, she's like taking down letters and notes that they've been passing over the past few years um, and starts to like find creative inspiration. And we cut to prom. It's prom now. (laughs) And Lara and Chris are like getting ready to go. And then they all have a fun, long prom montage. They take pictures. They go to the dance. Blah, blah, blah. They boogie Um, on down. They boogie. And Peter and this beautiful girl named Emily get crowned king and queen. So they're having a black queen and a queen. Just want to let you know. Stunning. Never see her after that, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, so she has he, he and the girl who gets crowned queen, Emily, are having their first dance. And then he's like taking pictures with people afterwards for like a couple minutes. And there's like this internal monologue that Largine has, which is like, he's not even, he's with me right now. And I already miss him so much. I didn't think the distance would start already. And it's like literally been two seconds. And he comes over at like after he's done like taking photos for a couple seconds. And he's like, oh, like, how's it being at prong with the king? And she's like, lonely. And he's like, uh, okay, I guess we should dance now or something. <laughs> Um, and so they dance together and it's all like melancholy and shit. Um, so after prom, 
large Eden invites Peter into her house, even though she's like, oh no, like my dad'll make his disappointed face at me. And that's worse than making him angry about having a, a boy here after curfew. And so in ignores that, brings him up, up into the house, up into her room. Um, and she gives Peter what she had been trying to make instead of his yearbook entry, which is like the hat box from the first movie. I'm not sure, maybe it's in the second movie too. Um, with a ton of memories inside, like pictures and notes and all this stuff, um, instead of their yearbook. And she's like, oh, it's just like something to remember us by. Peter's like, oh, okay. Then they start making out. Like Not two seconds after she gives him this very emotional gift, things start getting steamy um, and they're making out. You know, it's prom night, so sex stuff. And as we aforementioned before, she hasn't had sex yet with Peter, because uh, they like to burn low and slow, she says. Like a brisket. Like a brisket. <laughs> yes. So um, uh, eventually they're like getting, you know, things are getting steamy. No clothes off yet, but they're getting intense. And Peter stops and he's like, hey, like, why now? Like, And she's like, oh, like, do you not want to fuck? Um, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no, I can't tell you how much I've been thinking about this. But something doesn't feel right. And she was like, oh, okay, well you've been acting really distant so and he was like wait wait, wait. so you want to have sex with me because you feel insecure and she was like oh and then he's like oh I'm distant because you're moving away 3,000 miles and it's gonna ruin us it's gonna ruin us and you already gave me your memory box your the the memento box and said from like it's already over and she was like no like it won't be over like we we can still make it happen it can still work and um I still want to be with you and he's like if you wanted to be with me then why aren't you going to Berkeley and she's like uh because I fell in love with New York and I want to go to school in New York I think it's important to say that one of the lines he says is you chose distance over your relationship with me and he's like huh no I actually chose the program that would be great for my English lit major and then he just freaks out even more yeah then he gets pissed and he says um that they should just end things now because there's no point in them being together anymore because they're just going to end things because of the distance. Um, and she obviously doesn't want to do that. So he leaves her crying. Classic Peter and Laura Jean, honestly. Um, the third movie and the third time this has happened. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's just not sustainable. Um, the next day, Peter texts her in the morning and she's like upset, obviously, because of what happened last night. He's like, oh, should I still go to the wedding? And so she types yes, and then takes a second. She like erases and she's like, no, it'd probably be better for my dad if he weren't coming because we're broken up. And he's like, okay, tell him good luck for me. Um, and she's like, damn, that didn't work. Yeah. So um, he seems fine. Chris comes over to comfort her and he, she kind of affirms Lara Jean with her NYU choice. And she's like, no, that's great. Like, you're going to love it there. I'm so glad you did that. And Lara Jean's like, I should have just gone to Berkeley. And Chris kind of helps her talk out of that. Um, and while they're having that conversation, Chris shares that she's like dating Trevor, which is cute. Um, she's like, but only until I leave for Costa Rica, because I am I have plans and I'm not going to let a man take me away from those plans, which we stand. And then randomly Kitty just bursts in this conversation and she's like, um, I just like got to come clean. Like when you found the NYU acceptance letter, I didn't tell you on purpose because I'm going to miss you and I 
like that's too far I'm gonna miss you so much um and they just have a wholesome moment I guess I mean it really didn't seem like right timing but I guess they needed to get that <laughs> plot point in there also um, this is another plot point where Kitty just doesn't like withheld information because like the yeah. first movie yeah. she just gives out all her letters and like causes yeah, this whole true. thing <laughs> just yeah well it's because Laura Jean keeps like randomly giving her power over things that like her 12 year old sister should not have power over like she's <laughs> like yeah you just actually here's all the passwords for my like college admissions portals like I won't check them it's what you should do now except yeah. for like college admissions sends emails so has she just not been checking emails as well to be like I guess not. who knows <laughs> who knows um and then we cut to wedding day. It's wedding day for her dad and Trina. And Lara Jean is like grieving the loss of her boyfriend. Not the loss of her boyfriend, just the breakup. Um, Peter's <laughs> but, dead now. <laughs> but she's also like really happy, obviously, because she's like super happy for her dad. Um, and while this is happening, Peter, they show Peter and he's meeting his dad for dinner. I wrote in my notes, they sort of reconcile, but TVH, I was bored and zoned out a little bit for this part. It seemed like the ending was fine. They were like coming to terms with whatever and like hashed it out a little bit. Um, but well, I but truly didn't pay too much attention to that anyways. Well, I'll go on. I I don't know we can talk about this later too but like the thing in the letter he was like I should never like I never want to hold you back like you should obviously go to New York and it's like okay that wasn't your first instinct sir but well right. the whole point with the dad is to be like to show Peter that oh I should if I love something basically I need to let it go or like um, do and then the dad was like if you want to stay you can or you can go like I'm not holding him here and then Peter's like I have one cup of coffee, which means like <laughs> I'm letting him into my life just a little bit right now. Okay, yeah, I guess that was a semi-important plot point. Um, <laughs> Not that for like Laura Jean's story, no. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess it brings him back. I, I don't know. Anyways, Trina and her dad get married. Let a, another montage. Um, Kitty looks bomb in her suit. Dancing in the moonlight. They looked cute in their like different outfits that were like similar but like not the same. It was really nice. I'm singing Dancing in the Moonlight. Which we was heard the mon- you. Oh, okay. I just thought that <laughs> no one reacted. I just never mind. Uh, Kitty looks good. bomb in her suit. Um, <laughs> after the wedding winds down and the long montage is over, they've said yes. Blah blah blah. <laughs> guys can go watch the movie for the montage this doesn't need to be described here um so she kitty and Lara Jean and Marga are all hanging out after the wedding um kitty tells Lara Jean she's like oh you forgot something in the tent and she's like okay whatever I'll get it tomorrow because the tent sorry important they they got married in a tent in the backyard of their house so there's a tent in the backyard okay so kitty says oh you got forgot something in the tent go get it and Lara Jean's like no it's chill I'll just get it tomorrow and Kitty's like no you should get it now and Lara Jean's like okay so she goes out and there lo and behold there's the yearbook that she begged Peter to sign and he's like oh I'm in love with you I'm sorry I won't hold you back blah 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 uh at the end he proposes a new contract like from the first movie because they had a whole contract about wanting to be together always and forever and then he pops in creepily. He's like, hey. <laughs> and then they dance to the song that Lara Jean loved in New York. She's like, I thought you didn't like this song. And he was like, no, I just, 
I don't remember. I wanted to hear it with you or something. It's gotta be our song. I don't remember. They they reconcile, they dance, uh, then they fuck because <laughs> that's the progression of things. Um, Sneaks them right up to her room. Yeah, they, but nobody's there because the parents went away after. Yeah. Yeah. Except for maybe her sisters, right? Because one of the sisters well, from Scotland. I met the parents. And- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. The sisters were there. They graduate another month <laughs> they graduate it's nice they have a nice scene where they all graduate from high school in 2021 even though that's fully a panty so i'm not really sure how they did that but it's a I panorama get- so <laughs> yeah they did that and then there's a another montage about <laughs> moving to college and like moving on in life and um, how it's good to stay together forever blah 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 is actually what I wrote in my notes <laughs> and then that's the end of the movies all three well she them. does she does meet Peter's dad's family in that montage like really quickly they cut he to does it. yeah I didn't see that Maybe yeah no they that. like they hang out she hangs out with Peter and his dad and his new family Oh, that's I only nice. remember her like moving into the dorm. I don't. Yeah, same. I With a new haircut. Did anyone notice that she has yeah, like a new? No. I love her short hair. I wanted her to do that. I was looking at how big her dorm room was. I was like, "There's no way that yeah. your dorm room is that single... big in New York." It was bigger than no. Spotswood dorms for sure. Yeah, I was thinking that does she have to like find her like I don't know if NYU gives like freshmen dorms or did she actually have to like so. find her own apartment for- I don't know. it looked like a dorm it definitely was like dorm furniture but like it was just really big but that's that's it that's the movie that is Yay. the movie to all the boys always and forever or whatever love laura jean i'm really not sure whatever that's it's called the one. <laughs> to all the boys three laura jean laura jean i'm sorry no, um, I'm not to pull a Peter's dad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you literally <laughs> did. Wait. Um. Yeah, but that's the movie. What are we thinking? Where do we want to start? So I've been talking. Um, hey, but I did a pretty good job. That yeah, was no, great. it was great. Great. Not ten minutes, unfortunately. It was more than ten minutes, but it was it was very. Good. There was no way you were unless you said they got together. There were some college <laughs> mishaps. She falls in love with NYU. Um, her dad gets married, they break up, <laughs> and they get back together at the end. Yeah. Which is basically the gist of the that movie. Is the, that is the gist of it, but I, you're right, you're right. I think, should we start off with what the actual colleges in the book should be? Yes, I think we should. Yes. So um, Emma's the only one so who has read this series, <laughs> like the actual book series that these movies are based on. Yes, and I highly recommend. I think that Peter's if you can believe it, Peter's so much worse in the books. Um, I'm pretty sure the plot of this third movie, like, is more, like, sex-related. Like, he does, I I really don't remember, because it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure he might have slept with someone else when they were broken up, and then it was like, oh, but you didn't want to have sex. I can't remember. I, th- I think it was, um, but the rest of the books, it's really well written. Jenny Han has a lot of really good young adult romance. Highly recommend. Um, anyways, yes, yeah, so in the movie, I think it's she might have been living somewhere else. I don't think it was California and in the books, not California in the books. In the movie, she's in Seattle. That's what I meant. But in the books, I think she was somewhere else on the East Coast. Um, and Peter gets in on a soccer scholarship to UVA, <laughs> good University old University of Virginia. Virginia. And then um, Lara Jean's like safety 
is William and Mary, which is William where all Mary. which is where all of us went to school. So obviously an important note here. Um, and then her like her NYU equivalent is uh, UNC Chapel Hill. So there's this whole like plot line with that and like the way she gets there is different and how she discovers she likes it there's different. But we just thought that was funny because we were like, what a change, huh? We also talked about how UNC Chapel Hill is like five hours. No, I would say probably like seven to eight hours away from UVA versus the whole day's worth of driving from California to New York but I guess it's just to raise tension because like airplanes (laughs) yeah no literally though because it's like even the distance from UVA to William Mary like is not that far so like they at least got that right with like the Berkeley like yeah um Stanford thing like UNC isn't like that much further so I think they just like wanted the movie to be more dramatic slash yeah i mean that, like everyone would have heard of probably yeah. i mean california's a pretty big state so if you go like to the very like bottom of california yeah. i feel like you could get the miles <laughs> to unc well, yeah she also applied to ucla which would be more like like the other side of california but they never mentioned that again so we have to also talk about all her school she was like yeah my safety schools are Berkeley and UCLA and all of us were like, like safety schools they're all very good schools <laughs> Laura Jean like, you need a safety school you can't just apply to like the four four of like the yeah, like, to cool. get in schools in the country yeah literally though like what <laughs> you also like yeah I just don't I don't understand like because she also had this like thing where she was like I can't see that it's bad luck to see this campus before you get in or something like that or like even a photo yeah, she yeah said, I will like, not look at any photos which is why when she went to NYU she had no idea that she was at NYU she was like <laughs> oh I didn't think it would be in the city of New York and I Chris no gave, her, gave her the worst look Chris was like girl like what <laughs> like it literally never doesn't make looked sense at a photo <laughs> but no like Peter went to a Stanford um Stanford campus walk and was like here are the, all the pictures and she's like no no Peter <laughs> it's yeah. bad luck and she he's like uh okay well I guess I can give you this tree hat like somehow the tree hat wasn't bad luck but like seeing a photo of the camp maybe she did see a photo so maybe that's why she didn't get in but she saw that she got the tree hat after she got accepted no but I'm saying when they first texted each other uh, uh the photos no maybe she got a weren't they in with. person weren't they in i think person? they were over facetime because that's no, when she was i'm in pretty video. sure they were in person he was like look and she's like no it doesn't matter no, i thought it was on the <laughs> phone call oh what my my misremembering death then i don't know it, it doesn't really matter it's not an important plot point uh, it's not the I'm silly just things she said i'm just confused <laughs> And then the other thing I had was like, NYU was such an arbitrarily chosen school by her sister. She was like, you should have an East Coast option. How about NYU? Like there was no, like her sister doesn't go to NYU because like you would think if her sister was pushing so hard for like this East Coast school, it might be a school that's either the one she goes to or like relatively close to the school that she goes to. But she goes to school in Scotland. So this NYU was completely chosen out of nowhere, not even by Lara Jean. (laughs) Or it could be like her mom's alma mater. Like there was no connection to NYU to that family. 
No, and she just randomly was like, I guess I'll apply because my sister said I should. And then the sister's like, it has a great writing program. And I'm sure NYU's writing program is probably one of the best. That's true. Honestly. But it was just weird that she was like, yes, I'm going to die by like, you have to go to NYU. Like, that's the only... Wouldn't it be funny if it wasn't NYU, but William Mary, and that's the school that she was like, wow. She goes to Colonial Williamsburg, and she's like... That's literally what the book is like. She goes... She visits it. At home. I mean, we're making fun of it, but like that, I did do that. Wait, I have the book. <laughs> Should I go get my book and see if I can find an excerpt? Yeah, I'll read an excerpt. Okay, you guys chat. I'll be right back. Um, can we talk yeah, about the, the montage? Oh, wait, go on. Oh, I was going to say the NYU thing was weird. Yeah, like I just, I mean, do we think because she refused to look at photos of the school, she also refused to do like any research whatsoever on the schools too like was that also bad luck yeah because she really only applied to places that like other people told her to apply to like she applied to Stanford because that's where her boyfriend was going she applied to NYU because her sister told her to and then Berkeley was like the safety that was like near the school she wanted to go to and then I guess UCLA was just there they never talked about that was never spoken about again it's like (laughs) why didn't she research like english lit programs yeah college is and i'm also trying to figure out because i because my application process was through the common app do they still do common app these days do these crazy kids still do common app because so some schools aren't part of it but most i think think they do because I'm thinking, like, if she had to apply, that means she had to go on the website, and the website will have photos of the school. And it's just, like, no way she would have not seen photos of the school if she was applying. That's she it. She closed her eyes. And to She's get like, Kitty, right, can like... you please lead me to the application <laughs> portal? I cannot see any of the photos. <laughs> okay, I found a little excerpt, and she was like, um um but I'm still she's like by the end of the week I get into James Madison and University of Richmond too which I'm happy about but I'm still set on William and Mary I've been to Williamsburg plenty of times with my family and I can picture myself there it's a small campus a pretty one and it isn't really far from home what is she less living than two hours like? away so I'm like where is she living in the book she Anyways. could be living in Richmond she could be living where I like but it suggests that like University of Richmond and JMU are further away yeah home. um oh wait <laughs> talk about the cheese shop where your family <laughs> and so margo takes my laptop and goes on the william and mary website the campus is so pretty look at this weather vane it all looks like something out of an english village <laughs> and look william and mary has a guacamole cup club and a storm watchers club and oh my god something called a wiggers wizards and muggles club it's the oh, largest no. <laughs> It's the largest Harry Potter she club at any research. U.S. university. <laughs> I also want to say that this... Not getting sorted into Gryffindor in that very club. <laughs> I want to say that this book, I think, was written in 2017, which we were in William Mary. So, Jennifer... Is it Jennifer Kahn? Jennifer Hahn. Jennifer Hahn could have yeah, gone it was 2017. to... 2017. What the heck? You could have gone to William Mary while we were all, like, vibing at Cam or Spotswood. <laughs> she was, like, at the cheese shop, like, doing research. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. So she says... Margot says, 
see there's a lot to be excited about and don't forget the cheese shop and then it says the cheese shop is a specialty food store right by campus and they sell cheese obviously but also fancy jams and bread and wine and gourmet pasta they make really great roast beef sandwiches with a house dressing a mayonnaise mustard that i've tried to duplicate at home but nothing tastes as good as in the shop on their fresh bread Daddy loves to shop at the cheese shop for new mustards in a sandwich. He'd be happy to have an excuse to go there. And Kitty, she loves the Williamsburg Outlet Mall. <laughs> Why does it sound like a giant ad from Williamsburg right now? She's like, did, did the cheese all- shop pay her to describe <laughs> their house dressing over like a full paragraph? The oh Williamsburg pay Jennifer Han to talk, Jenny Han to talk about. Did. I'm fucking weak at that. <laughs> I think I might have sent that to you guys a few years ago, but it was just so weird that it probably faded in our minds because I forgot all about that. But now that I'm reading it again, I'm like, oh yeah, I did like, there's, there's just so much to process there. But I think the part that's the most insane to me is just the long description of the house dressing and how it's a combination of mayonnaise and mustard. That's a long, I think the description, I'm thinking that Ginny Han really wanted a roast beef sandwich while she was writing that. She, she must have been hungry. She was like, the roast beef sandwiches are to die for. I wish I had some past dressing. Where's Jenny Han from? They don't tell <laughs> must us. must come to the bar. I got, I got, I'm looking it up on my computer. Okay. Let's see. Wait, what were you guys talking about when I went to go look for the book? We were still talking about um schools okay yeah in the book she mentions like in the movie it's the three schools and in the book it's like seven which makes more sense more sense right that you have applied to all the different schools in virginia that like have different levels of like hard to get into yeah which is what you do when you apply to college jenny han went to unc chapel hill oh hey maybe that's why she had laura jean choose it Let's see. She was Could born and raised you? in Richmond, Virginia. Oh. That, that makes, makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Oh my sense. gosh, she graduated from the high school that Livia went to, that fancy like Maggie Walker. Rogers high. School? Yeah. Maggie Walker? Yeah, that's the one. Maggie yeah, I was Walker. like, I don't think it's Maggie Rogers School. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound right somehow. Wait, what? I didn't even realize I did. <laughs> That's really well, wait, I want to go like, to a Maggie yeah. Rogers school. <laughs> they just fun. sing softly and vibe together. <laughs> we all hold Everyone hands. Everyone would wear like long, flowy outfits. Yeah, we could all get like um, turtlenecks for the winter, like a thick turtleneck, mm-hmm. and sing folk that. songs. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to Maggie Rogers school. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the fact that Ginny Han is from Richmond, Virginia, so that's why she knows intimate details about every single Virginia school. I wonder if that's there was, wild. like, as much of a description about the other schools. Like, did UNC get some, like, weird I'm sure no, about, well, like, here's a type of pretzel you can get right off campus. I'm sure it, and there was. Salt. It was descriptive because they, like, had restaurant like okay so I told Emily Kiana this while we were watching, but I'll say it again. Like, in the um, book, Chris and um, Lara Jean, like she got into UNC and she said on William & Mary, but instead of like stumbling upon the campus like she does in New York in the movie, in the book she like 
um, takes this elaborate road trip, like takes Chris and they drive for like hours and like don't answer to any texts and like go to UNC Chapel Hill's campus and tour around and go to a party and go to a concert and eat good food there and stay there with the people for like a few days. And then that's how she chooses it. So like, it is like descriptive, like it was really descriptive when they were there because they had all the different places to go and stuff. So it totally makes sense now that I hear that, but still weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we talk about how toxic Peter and Larch's relationship is? I would love to. I actually thought for like the first half of the movie, I was like, wow, this relationship is better than anything I've seen from the previous two movies. I was like, it seems like they actually got over their communication issue. Seems like they're pretty open. This is good. I, I'm actually like vibing well. And then like things just come apart and I'm like, well, like literally, I was like, "Wow!" I paused the movie. I looked at um, Emma and Emily. I was like, "Wow!" Peter's actually being pretty good in this movie. Restarted the movie over again, and then he just says something. This is when they are having the fight about distance in colleges, and I was like, "Pause the movie again." I was like, "I can't believe I just said that two minutes ago," and he just <laughs> destroyed any it took love I had. For him. That's when he said you had sex with me because you're feeling insecure, right? Yeah. Yes. And you were like, oh no. <laughs> and then he was like, you're basically breaking up with me by giving me this hat box of our memories. So yeah. I'm just gonna break up with you now. And she was like, uh-huh. Be- and to be fair, like I, we talked before about like his abandonment issues that he probably has. And like, I did not really think about that before. And it's totally yeah, fair. That's because, true. Like, this is not like the story is not told from his perspective but like yeah it makes sense that he would but still not a way to treat someone who is just trying to show their love especially someone that you love forever and always or always and forever however they said it in this damn movie (laughs) yeah also okay so something that bothers me with their relationship is i do think the communication was better this movie not that it's like you know anything to strive for yeah i was like (laughs) not that there's much to improve there any improvement would have been good but it was pretty good like they she did like she was honest with him when she didn't get in she told him when she was going to go to nyu things she probably wouldn't have done in the past movies something that bothers me with their relationship is it's so like all or nothing it's like it's either we go together to college or we break up like why are there so many extremes like there's no nuance in it whatsoever like we either do this and it it happens in other movies too either we either you spend all the time with me like in the second movie you spend all your time with me or you don't spend any time with me and you hate me it's just like there's complexities and there's compromise in relationships which is what makes it work and they just don't have any of that it does feel like very high school though yeah for sure but I think, I think that's the problem with us now. I think now, since we're not the targeted demographic anymore, really, that any time where, like, high schoolers make insane choices, like, yeah. like I'm going to transfer from Berkeley, which is a good school, to Stanford, which is still a good school, after my freshman year to be with my high school boyfriend. Like, us, probably fr- freshman year of college would have been like, yeah, that makes absolute... Like we yeah. probably would have been a little bit more on board than we are now. Like throughout the movie, I was like, I can't believe I'm getting a little bit too old for these like young adult, like yeah. romantic comedy movies. Cause I'm like, every movie is the same. Like we were talking about, Emily was trying to remember the second 
all to all the boys I loved before. And then she started talking about Kissing Booth too, because they're the exact same movie. The same plot, yeah. <laughs> with the same plot. Yeah. And what well, Oh wait, they are. Holy that, yeah, that's yeah. a conversation for My another day. Hot yeah. boyfriend like isn't paying attention to me that I got with last movie. So now there's this other boy here. Oh my Except god, for you're Kissing right. Booth too has a little bit more has the college section of this movie in that so now yeah. she, but yeah. basically that the same plight with her because she wanted to go to college harvard she wanted to go to harvard with her boyfriend that we were like he should not be going to harvard like what's going on yeah you're right like, i guess skip school like he was a bad boy how in the world did he get into harvard because he's a bad boy genius That's i stand true. kissing booth too anyways it was too long it was like two and three like two and a half hours and i was like how is this movie so long it was really long um regardless i think that um you're right i think maybe i'm being a little harsh on like the high school part of the relationship and like now that i'm thinking about it i'm like okay well i was going off to college i did do long distance with my high school boyfriend and i really thought we were gonna make it through (laughs) all four years of college i really did uh which is hilarious now that i look back on it um I don't know maybe that's true maybe there's like a pureness and like they are so intense also but now that like everything they do is so intense but I guess that is just like young love um but even if it's young love there it seems like at least for the next year or so they're gonna probably stay together and like they will grow so I guess for me like the premise is like or the thing that concerns me is like oh yeah they're like young love whatever blah 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 but like they're still gonna be together after this high school period of time and I guess I just question if they have it in them to mature as they get older because yeah. I feel like fundamentally they don't have that <laughs> I don't no, know they did maybe that's get, just I mean, me they definitely felt like they were more mature in the third movie than the other ones like we already said but so like maybe but I don't know but the one that really got me at the end was like we know obviously that like a lot of couples don't stay together after high school, but we're not other couples. We're Peter and Lara Jean. So, you know, we're obviously different. Like we're not like those other girls. True. Um, and I was just like, but <laughs> like, Except for I, know- I know he wrote you that nice letter at the end about like how he's never gonna hold you back, but like that wasn't his first instinct so like we're probably gonna come back around to that argument again like <laughs> and we know that done. <laughs> there's hot babes in stanford and nyu so yeah. there's temptation everywhere um so we'll see how what happens but yeah i definitely think they're really the relationship is still like not great but i definitely think it was better like i didn't absolutely hate them like i did in the second one like the second one i was like god i yeah. wish they could just like break up this one i was like oh they, like the cute things they kind of do is cute but i i know for certain if i was with them in that high school i would be like god i hate peter oh <laughs> my god I would, <laughs> I would ask <laughs> i would was hate the them matching bowling outfits that did it for you or <laughs> it was they're just so extra they're so extra they just don't need to be like they're extra but they're also not extra because like there was that proposal where they were like literally performing in the middle of the field and that girl had to say yes and so they're not like that but they're just very like oh god I don't know. like I would hate to be a third will like if we say we go out to the movies and I would just be sitting there and they would just be like doing cute stuff in the movies and I'm like 
wow, I really wish I just wasn't here anymore. Like, I feel like they're like fine in giant group settings, but if you just was just you and them, it would have been awful. Like, awful. I would fall. You'd be left out of all the jokes, like all the like mm-hmm. things. Cause I feel like they have so many things. Like when I was taking notes, I didn't even realize like there are like all these like different random things, like random ideas that just come up with, oh yeah, we need to pick a song. Where did like, oh yeah, we need to like write this. We need to do that. And like in all the movies are like that, like we'll go here to our special place. And I'm like, God, I guess yeah. I'm just never, I guess I have had relationships like that. I feel like I'm coming off as an old bitch. Like I'm really trying to see, be empathetic here, but I don't know. No, I feel like that too. It's like, we're watching this movie from the perspective of like people not in that like phase of life. But Um, I'm thinking in the perspective of how I was in high school and I definitely would have hated them in high school. Like, yeah, yeah. because there were couples like that in high school that would be like, God, can they like turn it down just a little bit? Like, I'm just trying to walk to class, but your hands are in each other's back pocket and I really just can't get around you. So please. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was that girl, like (laughs) not completely, but I kind of was because I always had a boyfriend in high school and, and one of my long-term boyfriends, I shared a locker with like dead ass moved into his locker. It's like, it's like the nested class episode will give you your own lock. <laughs> I wanted to be with my high school boyfriend, mom. Maybe I just moved my stuff into his locker and we shared it. And it was like, okay, so it was weird because he was a year younger than me. So his like locker was, they have freshman, sophomore downstairs lockers. And then the junior seniors were upstairs lockers. And so we were in his locker, which was downstairs. So I would never see any of my friends ever because I was downstairs cavorting with my boyfriend and all my friends would be like, where were you? You're never like ever upstairs. And I'm like, yeah, just, you know, in a relationship. So I can't have anything else in my life. And they're like, uh, yeah, Yeah, we didn't like make out at the locker, but we would be like gross. I would like Okay, no, we were probably really gross, actually, now that I think about it. We wouldn't make out, but I feel like it was still, like, cringy. You know what I mean? Like, we would just be, like, together. And that's, like, not, like, just standing. Like, we'd be, like, looking into each other's eyes. And I feel like that's cringe. Yeah, all I did was, like, hold my high school boyfriend's hand and and like walk around in a square which is my square like a square dance (laughs) my square my school was shaped as a square so walk around one little square left oh no but yeah (laughs) he's married now i'm gonna have to bleep that out so (laughs) But yeah, so, and I guess, like, that relationship wasn't, like, so, like, like, theirs, like, in the movie, so I was just, so I wasn't intense about him as, like, their love was, so I guess why I, I can't relate to them being, like, yeah. my high school relationship <laughs> is the only relationship for me, and I don't stare out, I did not stare out the window of William Mary Spotswood <laughs> dorm to be, like, we're different from other couples we'll survive because we're peter and largey um you know what it's funny because i was kind of in that space 
like the intensity level with what like the boyfriend I was sharing the locker with we'd like write letters and stuff it was actually really wholesome now that I look back on it besides oh. the naked time which <laughs> story for nothing. I forgot about naked time I love naked time because it's so funny <laughs> Um, anyway but with but I love how like with the college like I'm trying to think because I'm like the intensity of like their relationship is in that one but when I got to college with the boyfriend I was dating I went to college I kind of was like well like I gave up at the end I was like we're not staying together I wasn't like where am I and blah 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 we'll we'll make it through I was like nah we're not like the others we'll make it like we're like the others it's time (laughs) she will go to one NYU like session like a writer session she a really hot guy in the writer session be like oh no Peter it's over it's over like and she's so daydreamy too not saying like she'll cheat on him but I feel like she'll just like get into her groove and he's gonna get into his mm-hmm. groove. He was fucking prom king at their high school. And not saying that high like people who peak in high school always have a prosperous college friend life, because I don't think that's true. But <laughs> I do think that like he's on a soccer team, so he'll have all his soccer friends right. and all that stuff. So he'll like have lots of friends in college, but maybe there'll be those like high school people who like have always dated and somehow like get married and date through all four years of college and then it's like kind of yeah. wholesome after it they does make happen. it happen it does happen it does, it happen. does happen but I'm just always like I guess the only way that can work is they both grow and yeah. like when they grow like the only way it can work and it's healthy is that they both grow and they like are able to continue to like communicate enough and like grow together because I'm sure there's tons of like high school sweetheart stuff like they don't don't grow and they just kind of are still how they are in high school or like act around each other like they're in high school school and it's just like weird I don't know I just can never imagine because I know I know a person who is engaged right now who's been dating their high school sweetheart and I just like cannot imagine dating someone I knew from high school like I cannot imagine it like I, I physically was like we are I'm such a different person than I was in high school like the fun like the fundamentals are still the same like I'm funny I like (laughs) comics like those are still the same but like I'm still like a different person I communicate more I know how to do this and this so I cannot imagine me high school me also high school me would see me now and be like oh wow good for you because I didn't think we would get here but like good for you yeah but no that's that's a good point I feel like moving on to something a little different uh, about the movie. I liked this movie more than I was expecting to, but I did miss the presence of like Kitty. Like she was there, but like not as much. And like the dad, like I feel like they really like skimped out. I guess there was just a lot of Peter and Lara Jean to like cover. I feel like they really skimped out on the plot line. It's like with her family and like all the wholesome moments, which I like really liked and appreciated in the other movies. Yeah, I did like all the scenes with her family. So there could have been more. Yeah. I think there was more scenes with like Chris and like other friends. Yeah, that's a good point. Than, yeah. than like, but also like, I, like the first movie had that guy who was living next door to them who were like, who was dating Margot. Josh? Yeah. 
and he yeah, just like never showed up gone. again i'm not sure if that's how it is in the books like maybe he graduated and like went off to college or yeah. something but it's just like probably because it would have made sense if like he was in between the ages of like her and her sister and so he'd be like in college potentially I don't remember. I think he might have been around, but not like just like cordially, like "Hey guys!" Like, yeah. I don't think it was like a. Wasn't because... he in the second movie? No. Oh, weird. Was... I thought he was, but I don't. Remember. It was just John Ambrose in the second movie. Oh, okay. Why did I think Josh was there too? Weird. I don't remember. I just was like, also like the only guy friend she had was the gay one. And like all the other friends was like Peter's friends. And I'm like, did you lose all your, I mean, maybe she didn't have a lot of like guy friends before she started dating Peter, but I'm like, did you lose, like, where did you like lose your friendship with Josh because you chose him over Peter? Cause I'm, that's, I don't know. I was just thinking like. I, I think was, that didn't, she, I can't remember now. Didn't her and Josh like patch it up a little bit after the first movie at the end of the first movie? Like, they weren't besties, but they, like, were fine. Yeah. So, like, that's weird. I don't think, but now that I'm thinking, I don't think besides Josh and Margot, she had friends. Mm. Besides Chris. Because her old crew was, like, in middle school was, like, Chris and, no, not Chris. Genevieve, Genevieve, John Ambrose, and um, the other, like, Peter and the other people. And then Genevieve, like, claimed a lot of those people or they like went to different schools so mm. she was like alone and then it was like her and chris josh and margo and then margo moved josh was over so she had chris and then that was it peter and his lacrosse and peter and his friends yeah soccer friends got yeah. it got it but you're yeah. right that's weird that he just never appears <laughs> not even a mention not Story like josh is in school but like still like joss is in school or something the only time she mentioned him in this movie was like we're different from josh and margo we can do the distance and the distance between them though was way bigger than the three hour difference between new york and california because she was in scotland and scotland is like like like, eight hours probably yes (laughs) that's a whole day i also think that her and Margo are just really different people. I think that was like a weird comparison too, where she was like, we won't be like them. It's like, yeah, because Margo wanted to be independent in college and you want to date your boyfriend in college. So you're different people. So right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Margo was like, yeah, I, we're just, it's not going to happen. Like she was very firm and just like, I will be going to Scotland, Josh. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm sorry. That's yeah, it. Like, oh, well. <laughs> I desperately want to talk about how many montages there were in this movie. There were so many. So many. (laughs) Holy shit. Which one was your favorite? Hmm. There were so many. I... Yeah, I like the true. wedding one. The wedding one was cute, except for all the guests in the wedding besides them just stood around them and was like swaying back and forth. And I'm like, you can like interact with the scene. They don't have to like stand... like statues like they're in wandavision and they're all the people on the outside of town just like please help us (laughs) i like the lady who in wandavision who was like doing the lights like she had a single tear roll down her i feel like that so often (laughs) anyway anytime they needed to like i don't know why they decide to 
build up more runtime by adding like two to like three minute long montages anytime there was like a pause like imagine emma like we're talking and i pause and and here emma just inserts like a montage of like us in college for like two minutes but like continually i'm gonna do it now (laughs) and that's how it was it was like actually kind of ridiculous like every 15 minutes yeah and it's like okay i get it because there were like so much relationshipy things they had to get through blah 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 but it did it the bowling ones certainly like there were ones where they could have cut corners on some some the new york one went so long i was so long they are showing us new york like we get it like they're in new york city they had two also they had one when they were on the bus and they go through all the sites of the bus and then the next day they go to all the like other sites but it's the boys versus like the girls and their pictures and i was like why are we still going through new york like we get it they're in new york city it's fun it's fresh like that's what's that's what we're getting at (laughs) my favorite part of the bus montage was the fact that like first of all the bus like would not have driven by every single like landmark (laughs) if it was just trying to like get from like the highway to their hotel but also when they drove by every landmark they would like say the name of the building out loud with like an excited tone like they were all like oh the chrysler building radio city hall like (laughs) see what they (laughs) how people talk (laughs) this is what the movie did instead of the typical establishing like overhead shot of new york city to show you that they're in new york they took us through all of every single monument twice like they're like instead of spending the money on this let's waste our time the establishing (laughs) shot is two seconds and it really gets us straight to the point but no 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 or like a plane like i guess they weren't on the plane that's why they had to be the best shot i think they took a plane i think the subtext is they took a plane yeah because that's why chris didn't pack a carry-on because she doesn't believe in limits but they were on the bus they took Wait, a bus to the airport and then took the bus. <laughs> Wait, I thought they took a bus all the way there. I was like, why aren't they tired? It takes like four days. I know, that's why I was so confused. I was like, they really sped up this timeline, huh? You guys yeah. seemed unfazed when I would say I, that. Now I get the, it, okay. So the amount of montage, okay, that kind of bothered me, but the length. The length was what set me off. Like, it was just, like, a minute too long to the point where I was like, okay, <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Like, like, the New York one just, like, threw me because <laughs> I, spot- I like, unmuted myself and I was like, is this going to end soon? And no. it was another 30 seconds. <laughs> no, it's not going to end soon. But, yeah, anytime someone, anytime they needed to, uh, like, pad runtime or had no one talking, there was like a montage of them doing things and you're like okay it just fun. didn't need to there was this one like shorter montage where she's like baking and they're showing like overhead shots of her baking like why did we <laughs> need this in the movie <laughs> i just don't understand oh yeah that was when she was like testing cake batter recipes but like the thing she was doing was like rolling up and like kneading dough, dough. And I was, yeah like, That's i was like not- huh what cake is um okay <laughs> then she ended up making cookies for the wedding so but I guess cake batter cookies it's okay yeah 
I don't know. It was all too much for me. <laughs> it's not my favorite to all the boys. I still feel like my first, the first one is my favorite. Because there's this sense of like, almost like being naive because you like don't know all the shit they're about to do in the second and third movie. So I'm like, oh, I kind of like them. And then when you see the second movie or read the second book, you're like, oh, well, I don't know. And then by the third one, you're like, okay, well, I really, and in the book, Peter's so much worse. Peter's horrible in the third book, just awful. So, and in the second book, to be fair. Yeah, but in the movie, in the first movie, you're like, I can see them growing together. And then you watch the second and third movie and you're like, they did not they grow together. Grow that much. <laughs> they <have> the same <laughs> arguments. They get over the arguments. They do. And then they're they're good the same <laughs> argument. The movie, this this movie is it was the same ending every movie. They argue. Yeah. Lord <laughs> Laura G gets sad. She's like, I'm so sad. I really miss Peter. Peter writes her a note or like does something, something romantic. They are standing outside in a gazebo in front of a building in a tent for this one. Yeah, it's always outside. And they confess their undying love to each other. And they're like, Covey, love you, Covey. Like they only also call each other by their... (laughs) last names as well yeah. which is kind of cute though which I kinda in, some, like, in some moments other moments i'm like like after they had sex he was like nice kobe and i was like that's like, oh. that that not a time to call her by her last name sir <laughs> but, uh, wait i just looked up the i was wrong in the book lara jean is the bad person in this movie because she gets drunk at the bachelorette party for tina and then she like why did tina have a bachelorette party and invite her husband's underage daughters (laughs) come on emily don't be insane sorry that's what you do when you have underage (laughs) stepdaughters if you get drunk at um what's a what's a tavern that you can get drunk at at williamsburg well they're not in williamsburg i know i'm just thinking (laughs) Her bachelorette party in Williamsburg. College. College. Corona <laughs> night. Um, so she tries to fuck Peter and he's like uncomfy. And then he asks her if he just wanted to sleep with, she wanted to sleep with him to neatly wrap up their relationship. And she says, yes. And then he was like, um, I need to go. <laughs> She's like, but let's stay together i didn't mean to say that and then obviously they, they get back together anyways but that's a bad thing to say lara jean don't say that you could just be like well yeah in the movie it was more like she was like like he said like insecure that like it wasn't gonna end well um and that's why she did it so it's like except for vibes, she wasn't like that was yeah he said that in the movie and she wasn't like yes it's actually you right. got me you got me good there Peter. you know you me so well yes <laughs> yeah like she was like oh what <laughs> oopsies uh, oh my god yeah, yeah i don't know i mean out of this these movies and kissing booth like which are better okay <laughs> you're not gonna like my answer are you gonna say i, kissing I like this better than kissing booth uh. <laughs> it's I okay kissing, if you disagree i think kissing booth's just more fun like in a bad way like are we saying actually good or like 
I'm just um, saying which uh, ones you like better. I'm oh, like, I guess I guess I objectively like this one better because it's just a, these are just better movies. I don't know. I guess like I don't remember all of Kissing Booth. I do remember being being very mad at the Boston montage because the locations they went to and the order they went to them didn't make sense. That's not a comment on the quality of the movie. That's just the most salient memory I have of it. I mean, that's fair. I think everyone's hotter in Kissing Booth than they are in these movies, though. Like, all the actors and actresses, I feel like, like, there are more hotter actors and actresses in Kissing Booth. They are hot in Kissing Booth. But the thing that ties both movies together is that all the actors playing high schoolers are in their mid-20s. Except for Joey King. Yeah, she's Joey King in her twenties. She's she's like twenty. She's like twenty oh, okay. or twenty one. So she's not like okay. she's not like Marcos who was like twenty nine or like twenty seven. And I was like, oh, like ne- the never have I after after guy was like twenty nine while pretending to be a high schooler. And he and it's the fact that like some some people can do it where you're like, oh, they look like they would be in high school. Like Noah still kind of looked like he would be in high school, but he definitely looked. Like, definitely in the first movie, he looked like he was definitely in high school. In this movie, yeah. you're like, you're on the board, you're on like on the edge where like people are going to start thinking that you're a little bit too old. No, but agree. the guy in Never Have, Have I Ever was definitely like, you look like you're a 30 year old man. <laughs> like, oh my God, Never Have I Ever guy was so old. <laughs> I kept commenting on it to Kiata, and she was like, yeah, we get it. He's old. <laughs> he is old. I just thought he was hot, but he was way too old to be. To be playing that character, it just looked so old, you know. Yeah. It just what else? So what else about this movie? I don't know. I'm almost out of things to say. Like I don't even really know. I think that's why I'm like I kind of like the other ones better. Like this was not a bad movie, but I feel like in terms of substance, outside of like the montages and then like the relationship stuff, there really wasn't anything else going on. Yeah, mm. I mean, it was a, a very like direct like movie line it was like we got to point a to point b point point b to point c like there was no like like at the end they got back together and you're like okay but like at the end of the second one or the first one we were like she had to make a choice and you're like oh we really want her to make this choice or this choice but in this one you're like she like I thought there was going to be more of her internal feelings about NYU like I thought she's going to be more like hesitant to go but she as soon as she got in she was like yeah I'm going to NYU now like that is that is it and I was like so what is the next hour of this movie because like yeah hello yeah I also thought there was going to be more contemplation there but like since she didn't do any research leading up to her college admissions or applications she was like Oh, they have a good English lit program? Cool. I didn't know that before. <laughs> yeah, like, why should... I feel like that should have been more of a plot point, honestly. Like, yeah, like her being like, well, I really like... Like, it, she she mentioned very, very vaguely when someone asked... What she, when the waitress asked what she, when she was going to major in. She's like, oh, I want to major in English lit and do this. And, like, New York has all these great things, blah, blah, blah. But then she doesn't talk about it anymore. Like, it would have been cool if that was, like discussed more i get that's not the point of the movie though right like the point of the movie is rom-com fluff but i think that for rom-com fluff it wasn't very fluffy maybe a little bit i don't know i feel like i'm being really jaded i I didn't hate the movie no i mean they also introduced point like i know they kind of tied it up with peter's like daddy issues but like that was introduced 
Also, I guess I didn't remember it being talked about because I he was like, yeah, I hate my dad. And I was like, did you all, was this a new thing? Like, are they introducing yeah, this right that. now? It was but the first part- movie, I think. Because they bond over like abandonment because like her mom died and his dad was like a deadbeat. Yeah, so they could have done more with like Peter's side of things because it was very, I mean, all the movies like her, like, her focus or point of view but I it would have been interesting to see like like more of like Peter and his dad issues because that made him less than a one-dimensional like he's very one-dimensional because he's the sports cool popular guy yeah and I'm sure he has other inspirations besides being like a lacrosse a shocker athlete like what did Peter want to major in when he went to school like yeah it's also like I'm wondering why Lara Jean didn't consider him being distant for the fact that his estranged father is like reaching out to him over and over and like wanting to form a friendship with him. And she's kind of like, it's all about me and my thing. And it's like, there's stuff going on, Lara Jean. Yeah, it was very, she was, I wouldn't say selfish, but she was very like self-focused in this movie, which is like, fine, whatever. But like, it really felt like like the whole plot where she did not tell him that she had got like she did not tell him that she didn't get into Stanford and accidentally told him that she did and it took her like a week or two to tell him like yeah and he was just like okay and I'm like I feel like I would have been so upset because she would have been lying to you for like multiple days yeah because I'm assuming they didn't go straight to like New York on the class trip right after it happened I'm assuming there was a couple weeks involved but I'm like she has been lying to you Peter like that is a sign where like maybe it's maybe you need to like have a more open discussion I don't know I felt I felt more for Peter for the first half of the movie than I did her I just tend to think as a character Lara Jean just very much centers herself and not in a selfish, like, an intentionally selfish way. I just think that she, like, it's just an anxiety thing, honestly. Like, when you're, like, nervous about something, it feels like the entire world is watching you. And, like, mm-hmm. obviously some of the decisions she's making are, like, big decisions in this movie. So it makes sense why she's, like, apprehensive and worried about, like, how people will react. But at the same time, it's like, well, people are, like, also doing their own shit. So it's, like you know that balance of like recognizing that even though you have really important decisions and they affect people you need to be careful with them that it's not the only thing that's going on right and I feel like to an extent like for certain parts Peter's doing the same thing with like his own decisions and so that's like literally the source of their conflict you know no that's a good point and then when that stops happening like when he does think about it from her perspective and vice versa they're like back all good which is like empathy is happening yeah um so it's like you gotta start doing that all the time to uh make this effective no yeah, you're, it's- you're totally right i didn't even think about that because peter's like well this is my track and it cannot be changed so right you like, know well, why wouldn't you just go here because that's more convenient for me like to the right. school right um so it's like but then yeah they're both sort of doing the same thing yeah 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 I don't I, yeah I really don't have much to say about this movie honestly I mean it wasn't boring but it was very like it was very neatly done like there wasn't anything yeah. that was like huh 
Yeah. I honestly like, yeah, I'm feeling like pretty indifferent after watching it, honestly. Like, I don't feel like any like better or worse. Like, it was fine. (laughs) I didn't have a strong reaction like I did in the second one. Same. Or the first one. In the first one, I had a. Oh, so hot. True. That, yeah, there were more opinions to be had there because this one was just like, they should get over their argument because they need to think about each other and have empathy. But there wasn't like a anything like the second movie. Yeah, there was more conflict to <laughs> pick a side. I it guess it was more internal than yeah. external. True. No, agree. So. Should we wrap it up by maybe talking a little bit about self love Valentine's Day stuff, mm-hmm. and then we can rate our rate the sure. movie. Or do we want to rate and then finish that part of the movie, like movie part, and then talk about self love stuff? I don't care. Well, do whatever you want to do. So let's make a decision, Libra Moon. <laughs> Who's a Libra Moon? Because it's you're a Libra Moon. Mean. I'm you're a Libra, Libra Moon. I'm a Gemini Moon. Oh, you're Libra Rising. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, let's rate. Let's rate so we could. We don't have to really talk about this movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, you want to go? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven tree hats from Stanford. Because again, this movie wasn't totally, it wasn't bad. I wasn't like, dang, this is two hours of my life. I will never get back. Because we have watched movies like that, that I've been like, wow, that's two hours of my life. I will just never get back. Um, I think this would be enjoyable with friends, maybe on a date. So you could see what not to do when you're in a relationship. (laughs) Um, But other than that, I think, I think it's a good ending to the trilogy. Like we obviously knew that they were going to stay together. So yeah, (laughs) like yeah true so seven out of ten okay yeah i would agree i was gonna give it a six out of ten for uh six cake batter flavored cookies out of ten um for pretty much the same reasons um i also think like it was like not quite in that sweet spot of like so bad it's good movies yeah i think it was like a little bit like too well written for that but then like also not like super great and exciting that I would watch it again so it like didn't hit either of those like sweet spots um so I probably wouldn't watch it again but I didn't like dislike watching it if that makes sense that makes sense um I'm gonna give it a five out of ten it really just was mediocre all around for me um maybe it's just because I read the books I don't know it I think it was a nice way to wrap up the series I just didn't feel particularly moved by it in any way like like I mentioned before. Uh, oh, five out of 10, um, Kitty in suits, because she looked great. Nice. Um, out of 10s. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about, <laughs> about the movie, I think. I'm pretty, yeah, I mean, done. it was a movie. I suggest you guys, you guys can watch it. Let us know how you feel. For were sure. you also very indifferent to it, like we were? Uh, Comment below, maybe. Yeah, let now us we know. can focus on self-love. Yeah, just for a little bit could talk about some self-love because valentine's day is coming up it'll probably be after you guys listen actually but there's no wrong time for self-love all the right? time is the time for self-love yeah. yeah let's let's talk about self-love let's talk about self-love <laughs> let's talk about it let's bring it down a little bit ladies <laughs> Ooh. oh we should have had like a song or something um like a composed a song about self-love 
Sad <laughs> That's it. That's our song. Yes. Um, no, so, I was. I, oh, you have something to say? No, I. I was gonna be like, so how are we doing this? <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I want to start off because I was talking to my friend Sarah the other day, and I was like, telling her this realization that I had like a few weeks ago, but just like, I don't know, maybe it's something that you guys haven't had yet. So I want to like talk about it for a second where like sometimes like self-love, like I guess that looks different for everybody and like how you choose to treat yourself kindly. But I feel like for me personally, it's been hard to like do that, like to encourage yourself or like affirm yourself or like always not always be a positive thinker, but even just like take time out of the day to like give yourself that like positive space to like learn and reflect and grow because it feels corny like it feels like a self-help book like screaming out loud and you're like okay like I don't believe this stuff like none of it's true like why am I doing this this is cheesy as fuck um but it's not cheesy like it's good to take time for yourself to like in like whatever way works for you to like reflect and have a positive space and to just vibe and feel happy Um, and it's not a corny thing, like it's a necessary thing. And I feel like that's something I've realized, um, and has made my quality of life just improve. Obviously, like I'm not perfect, but I'm like, that's like a cool thing I want to keep with me as I move forward, especially through this Valentine's day, where like, maybe you won't get to see the people that you care about or love. And like, it might be a little bit more difficult, um, because of the pandemic. So, you know, keeping that stuff in mind, what do you guys feel like? Yeah, I feel like it's been like so. I mean, it's always been important, but it's been like a lot more important and also more difficult, like during the pandemic, to actually do those actions and things that like just help you feel better and like kind of center yourself and uh, like, you know, just like you were saying, learn and and grow and reflect and not just be kind of like doing the day to day things. Um, And yeah, I feel like for me, there's definitely things like hobbies and um, other types of like things that I do that can help me do that. Um, But it is something I want to try to focus on more because there are definitely days or or periods of time where I am not doing as much of it. And I'm just very much like getting to the next day or like I have these things like things to do for work and um, I can definitely get in a space where I'm not like taking the certain self-care things. Like I have things that are very much part of my routine, but Mm -hmm. like I also want to add in more things like just, you know, relaxing things like reading more, like meditation, like getting out for more like walks and exercise, like things like that are always great. So I I feel like it's important during these times to just like do those things more consistently. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I guess I can echo what you guys already said. It's just, it's nice. It's always nice to put yourself first because I feel like um a lot of people don't so they like put their work first like I have people in my grad program who kind of like overwork themselves to death um instead of like taking the much needed time um to take a break to like relax because again this is your life (laughs) your life is not grad school like your life is your life so you should be able to like set that boundary you know to make sure you and I think um, it's also nice because the program that I've been in, 
our professors like know that we are like real human beings. Our professors know that the pandemic has made everything a little weird, a little like uncomfortable for us and that and stressful. So they're they've been very nice. Like they've been changing things. So we would be like a little bit more accustomed and like trying to be like, hey guys, like if you need anything, let us know. Or if you need to take a break, like feel free to email us and we won't judge you which is nice because like that's always also not an option for people like work can always just be like oh you work until you can't work no more so (laughs) that's all you get Mm -hmm. and that's all we could tell you um so yeah like self-love is it's nice to also when self-love is like other people like reaffirm you and your self-love because I feel like a lot of people like a lot of times you don't want to put yourself first but other people are like no you need to do that to order to be a human being. So, um, and I definitely think like in the past, I was not very good at like self-love. It was very just like, uh, I'll get to me when I get to me, you know? So I definitely think now I have set bound, like I've set boundaries with people. I set boundaries with like um, things, um, like outside things out of my control because I know like, I know what's best for me. So I think it's also important to like try to figure out what's best for you. And if you don't know yet, it's not a big deal. Like things change, like self-love could, for me could be reading comic books. And then maybe, you know what? I don't want to read comic books today. And that's okay because change is nice. So you should give yourself room to like grow and change in your self-love experience. Cause it's never always just going to be the same, you know? which is always nice. It's always nice to think about just in the back of your mind because some things that might've helped you then might not be the things that you need now as well to do. I love that. That's so true. And I guess I'll just leave our listeners with this, just like, you know, in this pandemic, I feel like people have just like the, the notion of like being productive or like, you know, getting things done, whatever that looks like for you or whatever space that is, like productivity doesn't always mean like a job, you know, it's just like, depending on what you're, what position you're in, like whatever that looks like for you, any kind of expectations that you might've held for yourself and like what we considered a normal world, like this is a completely different world. Like this is, it's so hard to, and necessary now more than ever to A, throw those expectations out the window and like be kind with yourself um, and just take the time you need in whatever way it is to like give yourself that self-love um because it's it's like vital it's vital right now we all need it so hope you guys will have a good valentine's day you'll hear afterwards but we love you i'm holding a heart for our spotify listeners in case and me too yay and that was we'll see you we'll see you soon subscribe on youtube Follow our Instagram and our Twitter. Follow please, please. our Spotify because you can also do that on Spotify too. Oh, true. Do that. So, All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Should we say the title? Eh.